broadcasting from the Business Radio X studio in Orlando, Florida, it's time for Regions Business Radio Orlando. Regions Business Radio Orlando is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. Welcome to Regions Business Radio Orlando, presented by Regions Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. I am your host, Scott Wall, and I'm a commercial banking manager with Regions Bank here in Orlando, Florida. And we are broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio inside the Marriott in downtown Orlando. And my guest today is my friend and one of our local community leaders, Ed Durkee. And Ed Durkee is the CEO of Goodwill Industries of Central Florida. So first off, Ed, welcome. Thanks. Good to be here, Scott. So Ed, you and I know each other. Transparently, I sit on the board of Goodwill Industries locally, and I've, I've been on that board for about three years, and it's a great organization. And you joined us, gosh, it's been not quite two and a half years, but I think you joined us in January of 2020, and you came to us from Central Coast, California, Salinas, where you were the CEO of Goodwill there. Uh, and you have a great career of, of other spots with Goodwill in, in Oregon and Indianapolis and, and some other places. So let me first ask you, for you and your wife, Janice, how do you like Central Florida? Oh, we love Central Florida. You know, it's been, it's been a great move for us. And as much as we love Central Florida, we really, really love Orlando. So the whole region is great, but the city, you know, is just wonderful. We didn't realize, well, when I came here, my wife and I would walk around. We lived downtown, you know, close to Lake Eola, which is just, just a lovely spot. And we kept telling people, wow, the city is so beautiful. Like, well, it is the city beautiful. And then we noticed the city beautiful on the, you know, on the, you know, on the, you know, on the town's logo. It was like, oh God, they, they, they named it the right way. It, it's, it's just, Literally. A, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a beautiful place with people who seem like they're glad to see us. So yep. it's really good to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. And speaking of which, I think a lot of us, present company included, when we think about Goodwill, that's where my wife and I go when we're clean something up and we want to repurpose something, maybe it's a clothing item or something that our kids have grown out of, we take it to Goodwill and the car just goes there. So I wonder if a lot of people think of Goodwill that way, but I know as a board member, there's there's so much more to Goodwill. So if you could maybe talk a little bit about the mission of Goodwill and, and tell our listeners about the importance of Goodwill to this community. The mission of Goodwill is building lives that work. You know, so, you know, what does that mean, right? Well, what we do is we try to help people be successful in their life through work. Yeah, we have a model of social enterprise. We were a social enterprise before the phrase existed, I think. We started back in 1902, you know, with a Methodist minister who went, he had a, a congregation full of low-income immigrants. And so he went to the wealthy neighborhoods of Boston and said, hey, give us the stuff you don't need anymore. Does this sound familiar already? And uh, <laughs> so they did. He took it back to the church and the folks fixed the stuff up and they sold it. And he used that to you know, help them get some economic stability you know, and then preach the word to them. The business model really hasn't changed. We're a secular organization now, but we still rely on the good people of the community to generously give us things they don't want or don't need anymore. You know, and we use those things to turn them into economic opportunity for our neighbors. You know, when I think of Goodwill, I, I, you know, my community Goodwill is here in Central Florida, but there's a number of affiliates, I, I guess you might say, throughout the country. Maybe speak about the Goodwill network, if you would. Yeah, starting from that Goodwill back in Boston in 1902, you know, the movement spread across the entire nation. And we've always, one of the special things about Goodwill is that we have, you know, really strong 
local affiliates. So as you know, you know, I'm the CEO here and you are one of the members of the board of directors and you know, we are really close to the community and we make the decisions about how to use Goodwill's mission and the community's resources to make good things happen here in our community and we're completely independent in that way. So Goodwill Organizations, you know, it's a network, you know, we share a brand, you know, but we're completely independent and autonomous from each other. And we have exclusive rights to the Goodwill name in the six counties of Central Florida. And what that means is that we collaborate like crazy across territory lines. Good fences make good neighbors, um, and we collaborate. I was in Sarasota just last week with one of the very best Goodwill organizations in the country there. I started my career with Goodwill in Indianapolis, then went to Eugene, Oregon, then Sacramento. And it's not transfers. Every time it's a new job in a new town, but because the network is so strong and we all benefit from having a strong national brand, we collaborate and help each other out like crazy. Working for Goodwill, is a, it's a really great job to have. Great professional networks, and then what we do all day is we help people achieve their goals in life by keeping stuff out of the landfill and providing great value to the people who need stuff for their households. It's just a great place to work. And I've heard you say, Ed, in meetings and out loud that we're really stewards of this community's resources. I know you take that job very seriously. How many employees at this point do we have now, Goodwill Central Florida? We're up to 1,300 right now. And that's, I, I know now's a good chance maybe to talk about, you start in January of 2020, right? You're here three months and then we have a pandemic. Maybe speak a little bit about how that first year went throughout the pandemic with an organization that large and how we stand today looking back over the last couple of years. Yeah, that first year was, <laughs> you know, you remember. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you remember because you were on the board, you were on the finance committee of the board, right? So the whole world changes. It was sometime around late February, early March, we realized, oh, hey, wait, this is going to, you know, this is going to change the way we live. And, you know, by before March ended, we had completely closed the operation, just like everyone in the country had to do. And so, you know, as a goodwill executive, you know, more than 20 years, you know, I'm trained in how to take things people don't want anymore and create as many jobs as possible. So having to tell people to not come to work was not what I expected to do. Um, it yeah. was, you know, those were, those were tough times and, you know, we've come out of it well, and I'll talk about that, but we certainly didn't know we were going to come out of it well back in March of 2020, did we? No, we didn't. And, and I'll add to that. And, and you're being humble because you take an organization with 1200 employees and I mean, and check me on my facts here, but you know, 40 locations on the thrifting side, that's a lot of assets and properties and people to close quickly. Yeah, it was tough. And this is where you know, kind of all the best things about Goodwill were what got us through it. So number one, there was 155 affiliates with strong independent leadership distributed across the country. We all started talking immediately. Yeah, we had, a, you know, there is a national organization that licensed the trademark to all of us and make sure that we're talking to each other. So they began facilitating daily conversations amongst all the CEOs. You know, what, you know, what have you heard about what's going to be happening with the laws? What are you hearing about how to reopen safely with good safety practices? Where are you finding people that sell the plastic that we needed to put up at the cash registers? Just everything under the sun. We would meet, you know, for an hour or two every day on, on you know, this new technology called Zoom that we all learned how to use really quickly. And we would keep the chat skips and grab best practices from each other. And then I think I was meeting with the board and the finance committee two or three times a week, right? Yeah. So it was the strong local leadership being available, helping me figure out what, it, what things would mean here in the community, and then having access to these 155 organizations who were all learning so much every day about what to do, you know, when we all had to do something we'd never done before. That's what allowed us to get through it in a way that honored our employees 
you know, and the responsibilities that we had to the community. Well, and, and I would suggest coming here three months before that, new CEO, probably a little more difficult than right than others that had been here for a long time. But look, you, you got that team through it. We're in a better place now. And, and maybe take a minute, if you would, Ed, speak about some of the programs. I mean, of course, Goodwill, you talked about where we're putting, you know, we're giving purpose to employees, a lot of employees in this community. We have a ginormous thrift operation. We take donated goods, but we're doing a lot more in this community. And I'm sure others around the country, maybe speak a little bit about some of the programs specifically that we're doing here. You know, the mission is to help people achieve their goals through work right? In donated goods retail, the thrift operation is just how we do it. So the first program we have is the jobs we create through retail, those 1,300 jobs, you know, those 1,300 employees I mentioned before, you know, every, we want every one of them, every single one of those jobs that we create, we want to be a full expression of the mission. You know, so it starts with our employees. We want to be the best employer we possibly can. And as you know, I go out every single week and talk to employees and I ask them, what can we do to be a better employer? You know, there's two things, and I, and I ask this, I, I say this to the employees every week, there's two things we want to be true for every Goodwill employee. We want your job with Goodwill to be one of the good things in your life, and we want your job with Goodwill to help you accomplish your goals in life. And we have meetings every single week with the employees to talk about that, because they're the experts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can we do to be a better employer? We'll just go ask them, right? And then, uh, and then do it, and then follow up with them and be responsible. So we do that. So we've been able to increase pay dramatically. We've increased safety dramatically. Um, a couple months ago, we were able to announce that we're paying for tuition for every single Goodwill employee up front. You have full tuition, books, fees paid up front for any college, junior college or trade school you know, located here in Central Florida. And we can do that because of the generosity of the community. Again, we're the best company in the world at taking stuff people don't want anymore and turning that, and turning that into economic opportunity. There's some other programs too, of course. You know, we have a long legacy of supporting people with disabilities. So we collaborate uh, with state vocational rehabilitation to do workplace assessments uh, to help people get the accommodations they need to return to work. We have a partnership with Orange County Public Schools where we sponsor a high school. We actually have a small alternative high school operating out of our headquarters facility. We just had graduation for them uh, a week and a half ago, uh, which is terrific. So the board chair and I, Kathy Balboa, you know, got to go and address the graduates and pass out a scholarship to the valedictorian of that class. It was a great day. Super cool. I think we also support veterans. Is that right? Yep. We have a program for veterans. We have another program uh, with the Orange County Jail where we go in and we talk with the uh, uh, people who will be leaving jail soon to make sure that they're set up to hit the ground running when it comes to their job search. Yeah. A bunch of collaborations with local governments and with the, and with the community. Something that I know is near and dear to your heart and something we talk about a lot in board meetings is not only taking care of our employees, making sure they're in a safe environment, but also really advocating for their kind of future right? And how they maybe put their financial lives together and the extent that you and your team can help them do that. And, and the, the program that I'm thinking of is the prosperity model. So if you would take a couple minutes and, and maybe tell our listeners about, start from the beginning, what is that model? How does it benefit? How soon to we're there? Maybe anything you might want to mention about that. It's a super cool program. I'm very proud of it as a board member. And I think the community would love to hear more about it. Yeah, the prosperity model comes from you know, just the most fundamental question, right? So, you know, our mission is building lives that work. So how do you help someone really build a life that works? And how do you do it? How do you make sure you know, the goal is to build a life that works for them, right? So, you know, after a lot, you know, a lot of thinking and a lot of committee meetings, you know, and it, it's simple in retrospect, but it takes time to get there, right? You know, the way you build a life that works is you help someone accomplish their own goals. 
right? You don't impose the goals. You don't tell them what their goals are, right? You ask them what their goals are, and then you help them assemble the resources they need to achieve those goals. And as people are making progress towards their goals, they're building a life that works, you know, based on their own terms. So with Goodwill, of course, we focus on the economic aspects of a person's life. You know, we focus on work and income. So we have uh, a model of collaboration, really, that defines the economic domains of a person's life. That's their ability to earn money through their job history, through their education, through any special credentials they might have. And it's also their ability to take that income, you know, the money they're earning, and convert that income into assets that they can use to you know, invest in their own goals, set their children up for success, you know, to do whatever it is that they would like to do in life. So with the financial capability side, we're talking about partnering with financial institutions like credit unions. We're working on people's credit scores. We're not only doing financial education classes, but we're making sure that actually people have a budget. And the way we measure people's progress towards achieving their goals with a budget is are they actually getting to the point where they can pay all their bills and then going beyond their bills to start developing savings. So it's really just looking at the economic aspects of a person's life, recognizing that what Goodwill does helps people with their work history, can help people with training. But if we want to work on housing and transportation and access to financial services and credit score, we need to work collaboratively with other people in the community as well. So it's a whole program of collaboration where we're looking for people who have access to the resources the low-income people need to achieve their goals. And we get into a relationship that is centered on the needs of the individual. So we ask, we ask somebody, what, is, you know, what are your goals in life? What are your dreams? We try to create a relationship and a safe space where they can tell that. And we put those goals right into the center of all the collaborations we do in the community and help people make progress towards achieving what they want in life. And if I can, to get granular for a moment, in that process, Ed, you've got individuals at Goodwill and their sole job is to be a financial planner, if you will, for this group you're speaking of. And they sit and they spend time and they educate and listen, all of what you're, the delivery of this program comes through these individuals. Is that right? Yep. They're the prosperity planners. And you're right. I've, I've described them as true. They're, they're financial planners for low-income people, right? Mm-hmm. When I talk with board members and other folks who you know, have a couple of bucks, it's like, you know, how many people have a financial planner? It's most of them, right? Yeah. It's like, well, low-income people need that too. Mm-hmm. You know, and in ways, their financial lives are more complicated you know, than people who have a lot of money. You know, they're, they're on various forms of public assistance. There's things called the benefits cliff. You know, they work in, they live in a really volatile segment, you know, of the economy. So giving them a professional, you know, who is trained on the resources that are available to low-income people so that they can work their way through the safety net and then transition up into private markets where they're getting what they want with their own money, you know, it takes a guide. You know, to do that, just like just like you know, upper upper income people need a guide to accomplish their financial goals. So do lower income people. So we pair them up with prosperity planners, and these prosperity planners are experts in the resources that are available to folks to make progress. I love that program, and I, I know you're just starting it. Right, it's in its infancy here. I can only imagine in five or seven years what that's going to look like. So super excited about that. M- maybe take a minute on Lyft Orlando. That's that's uh, is, I believe it's the West Lakes neighborhood where that's some of right. this is happening. Maybe tell the the group for those in the community that might not be aware of what we're doing there, what is happening there. I was so excited when I met the people from West Lakes. So matter of fact, it's one of the the partnership that Goodwill has with Lyft Orlando was one of the things that attracted me to the job. You know, and then when I met them, it was like, wow, you know, 
everything they said on their website is true. It's one of the best articulated and implemented community development programs I've, you know, that I've, I've ever seen. So Westlake's uh, low-income neighborhood built around, you know, Camping World Stadium, formerly known as the Citrus Bowl. Um, and the community said that we need to invest in more than stadium. You know, we need to invest in the lives of the people who live here. So they've been building things like health centers and early childhood education centers. And um, it's just a, a truly you know, spectacular campaign of investment, but they're doing it to improve the lives of the people who live there right now. They're not trying to clean up the space. They're trying to give opportunity to the people who live there now. So Goodwill came in with their financial wellness center. So Goodwill and Lyft Orlando collaborate on the financial wellness center, and we're implementing the principles of the prosperity model through that financial wellness center. Because the prosperity program isn't just for Goodwill's employees, although it certainly is for Goodwill's employees, but it's also for other people in the community who want to be successful and achieve their goals. Again, we're developing collaborations with Lyft Orlando and with, with credit unions and with housing organizations. You know, and if those folks need work, they can come to Goodwill. And the folks at Goodwill, if they need housing, if they need a dentist who takes Medicaid, right? They're, we're working with the folks who have access to those resources. So Lift Orlando has been a natural partnership. It's been a great partnership. The audience can't see this, but I'm giving it a demonstrative golf clap as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What do you, when you think about Goodwill and the future of Goodwill, are there some things that you think we might be doing in the near term that we're not doing now or things you'd want us to do more of? Oh, there's, yeah, we have a lot of opportunities to explore. Right. You know, the first thing we're doing and we're making such great progress on this is making sure that every job we create is an expression of the mission. So the amount of investment that we put into our employees um, has been really big for the last two years, as you know. You know, that we've, we, all those 1,300 employees, every single one of them has seen a pay increase of 40% in the last 18 months. That's a ginormous number. Yeah. And yeah. That's, a, that's a commitment of $10 million of additional payroll per year just to meet the pay. Right. And then the college tuition, everything on top of that. But, you know, the business model, the model, you know, the model of social enterprise is really effective. You know, we're generating resources that allow us to find even more collaborations in the community. So that's why we're reaching out to Lyft Orlando. We're looking for the next version of Lyft Orlando. Right. We have a, we serve more than just Orlando. We work in Daytona. We work in Melbourne. We work in Kissimmee. We want to expand those kinds of partnerships to those communities. And as we develop real financial strength, you know, appealing to the bankers who I know are listening here, there's ways we can leverage our balance sheet to assist the work of some of our collaborators. You know, the dominant issue in Orlando right now is housing. You know, Goodwill has an opportunity to participate in housing projects due to the strength, strength of our balance sheet. Mm-hmm. We're exploring all of those things over the next several years. You know, as we kind of close, Ed, is there anything else you'd want listeners to know about Goodwill? And again, what your team's doing out there? Well, I want to reinforce something that people already know. You know, for those of you... You know, the several thousand of you who every day drop off things, you know, at Goodwill, those unwanted household, unwanted or unneeded household items, you know, keep it up. <laughs> That's what makes the world go round for us. If people want to know what they can do to help Goodwill, you know, take that stuff, uh, take the stuff that you know, go clean out the garage, you know, and, and, and bring that stuff to us. I promise you that we will take that stuff, you know, and turn it into good things for the people who are receiving those donations good things for the people who are working in the stores, into great value for people who are shopping for their households, you know, and into helping everybody in the community make progress towards their goals. Love it. Keep up the work. We're thrilled that you and Janice are here in Orlando. Again, I think you're doing some incredible stuff for this community, and I'm looking forward to the next five to 10 years. So I do want to thank you for being our first guest on our podcast out of Orlando today. So thanks a lot, Ed, for dropping by. The pleasure is all mine, Scott. Thank you. 
I want to thank all of our listeners to Regions Business Radio Orlando, presented by Regions Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You can enjoy our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com and selecting the Orlando studio, and then click on Regions Business Radio. This program is also available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe to the program so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And again, I'm Scott Wall, and you've been listening to Regions Business Radio Orlando on Business Radio X. Mm-hmm.